0: All right, everybody, welcome back HSC Podcast number twenty-seven. <laughs> today we are going to talk about some uh, fantasy football stuff and a little bit of football. So should be a good episode today. Of course, uh on the mic, Big Box Steve, Derek the Big Smooth, and again, Fresh Wes. Wes is in a different seat every time. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> He's always sitting something else.
1: Yeah the captain's chair just changes every day
0: <laughs> yeah this is funny i'm looking back at some of the older uh videos and it's like sometimes on the couch and sometimes he's at the <laughs> table
1: well you know it's just like I, I get it i don't have my office ready yet so it's just like it's, it's just i'm in transition still so yeah yeah he'd be taking one outside got in
0: his uh backyard i tried that it didn't work oh okay
2: I would figure he'd be out there barbecuing and trying to, you know, have the grill right here. And he's like,
0: podcasting and barbecuing. <laughs> All right, so uh, jumping right in before we jump into the fantasy football stuff, I want to talk a little bit about the preseason. Uh, so, you guys, how, how's your Raiders preseason been? But and also, just like you know, talk about a little bit about the preseason that some fans might not understand. So, um, how the Raiders doing?
2: They are who they I think they are. I mean, their offensive line is going to have issues, but other than that, I mean, hardly any of the other starters are really playing. So, I mean, it's just all about getting depth, but yeah, the offensive line, that's going to be an issue.
0: Well, you could find, you could tell holes, you know, even with the backups, right? So, if the backups are playing backups and they're still, you know, not doing well, that means that the guys ahead of them might not be that good either. So uh, there is, you know, preseason. Obviously, you don't get a lot of the the starters. You, know, you do get to see team game plans. You get to see tendencies, things like that, which is kind of nice for coaches.
2: Right. Well, plus that's, you know, new head coach, new offense, new defense. So it's more about, I mean, figuring stuff out. I mean, they're 2 0, so. Yeah. That means anything.
0: Not really. You know, the Bears are 2 0. (laughs) They're going to be awful. So. Yeah, but they've had the Seahawks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's good. Um, I think most fans and and see, you guys agree with this. They like, they do like the preseason. They watch it, but they, an average fan probably doesn't understand what it's really about, you know, and it's really about. For me, you know, finding those backups to your good players, covering yourself for injuries. Uh, It's a good time to learn repetition of your plays and practice not making mistakes, things like that. And it's for some of these guys, it's whether they get to play in the NFL or not. And so I think there's a a lot of good things about the preseason. Not just, you know, I don't get to see my big time stars play all the time. How do you feel about the preseason, Wes?
1: I watched a little bit of the Pittsburgh Seattle game. I was out traveling yesterday and uh stopped at some place and watched some of the Pittsburgh Seattle game. It was actually, I mean, I, it was actually fun to watch. Uh there's, you know, physical play, uh, actually some actual hitting. Um, Pickens had a sweet catch in the corner of the end zone. Uh just dropped it down to him and uh it's yeah, Pickens played really well, and he's uh, I was pretty impressed. Uh, but yeah, there, you know, that game was pretty good. Uh, the, the raider Jacksonville game was, you know, I wasn't surprised the Raiders won because it's Jacksonville, but um, but it, it, Jacksonville's it, the surprise team though, Wes. Oh, yeah, you know, Based on pre-season. yeah, well, if you're gonna spend all that money, you know, they better be the surprise team. The only problem is they play in the AFC. And um, maybe that's, I mean, AFC South is still going to be tough. So good luck to Jacksonville there, you know, but I still like that, that stat you sent me to uh, <laughs> Dallas, Dallas one conference champ, uh, one conference championship appearance in the last 20 years, Jacksonville three. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and,
0: And keep in mind, when Jacksonville was coming in, Dallas had just won some Super Bowls. and was on the back
1: end of a a down slope getting ready for a rebuild. Get rid of that Jimmy Johnson guy. He's no good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that guy's terrible.
0: So they they spent quite a few years there on their rebuild. Yeah. They've had plenty of chances in the last few years, 10 years. You know, They just uh, can't pull it together. Perpetual eight
2: and eight.
0: You know, I mean, look at some of the, you know playoff games. Look at last year, even you know, you know they ran out of time at the end of the game, but they're in that game with San Francisco. San Francisco ends up, what, you know, beating
1: them. What What did you think about, um, Steve? The, uh, you know, first possession. You know, the Bears and their kind of their play calling with um, Justin Fields. Did you watch? Did you watch the first series?
0: Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I like a little bit from what I've seen so far, um, of them moving him out of the pocket. You know, they had a couple of good PA rollouts where they're getting him on the run, which he does really well. It's he probably one of the better quarterbacks in the league at getting his hips around and throwing him when he's on the run, uh, especially when he's moving, you know, left as a, as a right-hander. You know, he points his shoulder really well. So I think it's a good idea for them. Big thing with Justin Fields, everybody talks about is does he try to get out of the pocket too quickly? Does he got happy feet? You know, not want to get hit. And, sure. and the reality is, is if you got beat up like he did last year, you'd have happy feet too. So
1: he, um, he got like he uh, kind of got in an awkward position on that first drive. I'm like, no. Throw throw the ball away, run for your life. Do you not get hurt in the preseason like yeah, Zach could, Wilson. Jeez. Yeah. You, you never him.
0: like to see that, right? You don't like to see no. anybody get hurt in the preseason, but no. As Tyler Lockett said in the game, they interviewed him. He's like, "Hey, look, you know, I want more than three plays. I understand getting hurt, but I got to practice this stuff. I put in the work. Like, I need a few more plays than that. And so it's that's the tough balance about preseason: is how much can you work, guys, versus what's the risk of injury?
2: Well, especially wide receivers, what are they just running, right? I mean, they're going to get injured no matter what. If it's you know ACL or whatever Achilles from just running, so. It's not like they're linemen or running backs and then in the middle of it getting hit a bunch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a tough balance, you know. But then the preseason it's not as exciting for some people to watch. You know, when you say, hey, well, it wasn't even it's on our starters, we don't even know. So I guess the moral is can you really learn anything from the preseason about what the season's gonna look like?
2: Well, for me, segue here is It's good for deep fantasy leagues, like dynasty leagues. I'm in a dynasty league, and I drafted – because we had a rookie draft. I drafted Belvis Jones. And I was like, well, we'll see. And he looked pretty good today. Right. So it's one of those where you're like, you find those diamonds in the rough that you can stash on your roster if you have a deep league, like a dynasty league. you're like, oh, maybe not this year, but next year they might turn out to be something –
0: Yeah. And later in the preseason, you'll get more reps out of the first teams and the second teams. And so I think later in the preseason for what you're talking about, it's really good because now you can get those second, you know, second tier guys or maybe third tier guys and get a few more looks at them and help them on your fantasy team. You know. So, yeah, let's transition into the fantasy here for you fantasy football players. So whether you, you know, dynasty leagues or, you know, just round each year league, you know, there's PPR leagues, there's, there's different types of leagues, but uh, really, I think the PPR has become the most popular, pretty much everybody's doing some version of that. And so that's kind of what we're going to focus on. And we're going to talk about uh, different positions. So we're into about quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, looking at, you know, who's top right now, what you guys think about those tops and then and maybe talk about some guys uh, we could see down the road for people that they might look out for. Cool, so uh, we got, let me pull up this site real quick here. So we're not really using uh, any specific information. You know, there is this one site that we're gonna kind of look at their top ties, but you've seen some of these kind of mixed around if you look at ESPN or Yahoo or wherever you play. So you might, um, these not, might be the same top tiers that you're thinking, but, you know, they're still going to be up there. All right, so just kind of quarterback at first. So before we jump into the quarterbacks, uh, do you guys have a strategy around when you draft your quarterbacks? Like, what do you, what would you recommend to people or, you know, what's your strategy there when you're talking about drafting quarterbacks?
2: Well, if we're just doing a standard PPR yeah,
0: league... Let's say standard 8-10 to 10 person league. Let's assume that for everything we talk about.
2: Okay. Well, I'm not worrying about quarterback at all then. I'm taking... I'm getting all my running backs, receivers and tight ends first before I take a quarterback.
0: The quarterback bottom of the list in that size league, that type of league. Yeah. yeah. Wes, do you, do you have a preference where you look at quarterbacks?
1: Um... I usually get, you know, running backs, receivers, and then the quarterback.
0: So that's kind of standard for your draft yeah. style. That's not uncommon, you know. There, there's definitely I've seen people that want to get the best quarterbacks, so they do go a little bit earlier than most people. Um, I've seen people take quarterbacks in the first round. That's not recommended usually in most leagues, you know. So I've definitely seen seen all those. I kind of agree with you guys in the sense that, in most of your leagues, your quarterback could be a later pick, right? So for you people drafting or don't know how to draft or want some advice, there don't focus on your quarterback first. You'll probably get a good quarterback later. I think that's kind of the, the what you're going to see for most people say that as well. So quarterback wise, top five: Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Um, and again, that's according to this certain site. They also rank them on where they're picked. But just talking about those top five, you guys have any different top five of, of those five? Anybody else that would be in there that's not?
1: Uh-huh. Did you say Tom Brady? Brady's at eight right now. Yeah. Yeah, I see that.
0: Burrow's at seven. So, I mean, I look at that top five. <laughs> For fantasy points anyway, and that's pretty pretty close. Uh, the problem is Burrow and Brady could both throw a lot of touchdowns and for a lot of yards too, and Jackson Murray aren't always going to get it done on the ground um, where they get a lot of their extra lift from on points. So,
2: well, I would say Mahomes would fall, and I'd put like Hurts or Russell Wilson up there because Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill. He's got Kelsey, which is great. Juju, we still don't know if he's going to be, and does Mahomes can run, but he doesn't run. And that's what I'm looking for is like, you know, these others, Wilson, Prescott, Allen, Herbert, Jackson, Murray, and Hertz all are going to run.
0: So, you like a quarterback that has the rushing stats to add with their passing stats? Is that what you're
2: right. looking at? Yeah. Well, if I'm, it's just depending on what I'm drafting because that's what I feel like is later in the draft. You can get a Stafford or an Aaron Rodgers, or even I think he's not that great quarterback, but Kirk Cousins is a good fantasy quarterback. Um, Carr, I know he's not Tua. Tua's going to have probably some good numbers. You're gonna find someone. This this list has Matt Ryan at 20.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's probably he's probably the 20th rated quarterback as far as most picks.
2: Right. But he, I mean, that's the thing is he'll put up numbers.
0: Yeah. So doesn't it how is that different then? So you think quarterback wise, is it because it's just one position and there's, you know. 32 quarterbacks right to choose from right
2: well i just think there's only maybe 15 running backs because there's a lot of committees now right what are running back committees so you have to get running back early wide receiver on the hand there should be tons of wide receivers but that's thing is you could probably get tom brady in like the sixth seventh round of the draft and He's going to put up big numbers.
0: Any, so yeah, so I guess the, when we're talking about quarterbacks, you may look further down for, you know, that really, that lower pick, but somebody who can get you really great numbers. So outside of the top five, who would that person be for you? So if you had to look down into, you know, the lower tier quarterbacks, who should someone take if quarterbacks go and they haven't really um, picked quarterback yet?
2: Well, if I'm going to, there's two. One I think is more safe because he's a pocket passer and he's got good weapons. It would be Carr. I mean, he's got pretty good weapons around him. So he, and he threw for over almost what he was fourth in the league in yardage last year. So, yeah. Um, and the other one, and this one's the flyer because I still don't trust him, is Trey Lance.
0: Yeah, because you don't know yet, right? But, but um, he has the potential to score a lot of points.
1: Yeah. He can yeah. run. He can run. He's going to throw the ball. I, I saw him in they uh, his practice today, and he threw a 50-yard touchdown pass today. And I'll tell you what, I got there in a hurry. And he threw it on, on a rope. And he's got a cannon. So um, I have a feeling he has the potential to put – of big numbers, but of course it's the 49ers and I'm not like rooting for them at all, but I think, I think yeah, that, man, he, he can, he team. can really, he can, that throw today. I was like, Whoa, like that was.
2: Oh. And I feel like Shanahan wants to prove a point, you know, Trey Lance is our guy. We're going to center offense around him. Unlike, you know, some other head coach, Matt, Matt Nagy, who decided he wasn't going to tailor his offense around his quarterback.
0: <laughs> oh, that that's why they're at where they're at right now with Fields. So yeah. <laughs> so I I think um I, I do like Derek Carr as one of those late round picks. I could agree with that too. I do think Kirk Cousins is a very solid late pick that it will be available for people. You know he's. Like at seven in a row, thirty five hundred yard passing years, plus twenty five touchdowns, and and so I think statistically, if you're just looking for someone late to fill a gap, I think Cousins is a good pick there as well, especially with Jefferson and Thielen, if both healthy.
2: And that's where you you always got to look at not who the quarterback is, you got to look at who their weapons are. Yeah, because that's where I look at Aaron Rodgers. He might be great, but who's he got to throw to now? I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, he might not have that big. That's why he's rated a little lower than historically he would be. I think they've got him down there pretty far.
2: Yeah, and that's what I feel like. It's like they're talking about them for the Super Bowl, but it's not because of him. It's because their defense and running game now. Right. So, um, and then never he never know, <laughs> Jameis Winston.
0: Right down in New Orleans, you got Michael Thomas coming back. You got um, Olave, the new receiver. Uh, that's that that can be tough down there. Kamur is always great out of the backfield. So yeah, I think I think that's a that's a decent pick there too. So we so we know the story. Quarterback, try to go late. I mean, I guess if I'm getting ready to pick quarterback and and a top five still there, you know. So I guess that would be my only question because I've done this before, and this might be a tip for people is the round before I was going to take quarterbacks and everybody else is going to take quarterbacks. I've snuck in there and grabbed, you know, the top quarterback and it's paid off. You know, I had Lamar Jackson in a good year, you know, and, and you know, Josh Allen's going to score a lot of points for you consistently. So uh, that's another strategy out there is just go one round before everybody else on quarterback. Cause you'll see it. You'll see how it plays out in most leagues. All right. So let's move over to um, running backs. So Derek, you know, you said, you know, this is the most important because it's not very deep. Right. Right. So how do you feel about the top five as it stands right now? And you've got Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Dalvin cook and Austin Eckler.
2: I'm concerned like, Maybe because Eckler can catch out of the backfield, but I feel like there's too many weapons there. Um, I would be more Nick Chubb. Okay. In the top five.
0: So Chubb but, should be up there.
2: Yeah. And then I mean, if I'm looking at six through eight, there was Mixon, Harris, and Chubb, which are all would be good picks. Um, so yeah, I would take it just depends on what your preference is. But, yeah, the first pick should be a running back.
0: West, how do you feel about those top five running backs?
1: Uh, McCaffrey needs to stay healthy, which he hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, Henry, of course, but, again, health. Uh, he takes – I mean, he takes a lot of hits. Jonathan Taylor is the obvious pick, but I just think – you know, he, he's that's that's a great pick. It's just um, that's just no brainer. Eckler, I think there's too many weapons, like Derek said. Uh, that- I I like Aaron Jones just because Devon, yeah, he's there. He's gonna get the get yeah, ball and he's gonna to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's gonna get the ball a lot, so that's yeah. that's that's kind of like my sleeper right there. And Connor, just because I touchdowns. mean, I mean touchdowns, yeah, so.
0: So if you have number one overall pick in your draft, are you taking Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, if I have him. I mean, because you know. both of you say running backs are top, right? And Jonathan Taylor is yeah. the top running back.
2: Well, I'm taking Derrick Henry.
0: So you're taking the third ranked running back. Wes, you're taking I, Jonathan Taylor?
1: I'm taking Jonathan Taylor just because of the and, youth. And honestly, it, I mean, I would – I really would like to take – if I had to take Derrick Henry, of course I would. But it's just a youth factor, and um, and I think they're going to be uh, giving him the ball a lot in that offense. So
2: I feel like with Henry though, he was still what he missed like eight games and he was ninth in the league in rushing. Yeah. Um, everyone talks about, and I get it, it's because Henry's a little older and he got injured, so that's big no no's. Um, but everyone talks about how great Jonathan Taylor was last year. But if Henry would have played those games, he would have broken the rushing record.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he was so. having a, a great year. Yeah. So, and I guess that's where health comes in because technically, like if we're talking about throwing health out the window, you got uh, CMC, you know, who's the highest scoring running back of all of them on an average. You know, if you look at all, all his fantasy games overall that he actually plays in, he scores more points on average than anybody. So maybe you're, is CMC a bad first pick? You know, why not go Christian McCaffrey?
2: It's different. Well, the thing with Henry is, was one year. McCaffrey's like been three. It's a lot of years. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, and that's where I get with like, you know, it's like another one, like Saquon Barkley. Do I really trust him? He seems to be injured all the time. Um, Henry had one outlier year, I think. He just got injured and yeah. was out, but McCaffrey looks really good but if i'm having like the top three top five pick i can't take him because it's been like two years where he's destroyed in fantasy teams because he's
0: been like the number one pick wouldn't that knock him out of the top five in this ranking well i see that i guess that's where you get to it because now if you say oh i'm going to get christian mccaffrey sixth or seventh and then all of a sudden he stays healthy the whole year. You're going right. to have a, a good year.
2: Well, yeah, that's the whole thing is that you got to take into account. It's like, you know, your last pick in the draft, take Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, it might be for only five games, but they could be five really good games.
0: Yeah. You, it's somebody that, you know, you're getting for free, you know, and just sitting there. I guess it depends on how big the roster is allowed in your draft. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm taking Derrick Henry if I have number one overall, uh, for sure. I, I think he's going to get the carries, he's going to get the touchdowns. More importantly, and that's going to score you a lot of points.
2: I, I feel I think, like yeah, they have I, the better I, team. I think also.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Technically, they should. Um, and I think there's a I, very heavy running.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. After like week four or something that Malik Willis is in.
0: I mean, he's she's playing well, but again, like you guys said, it's against backups, so right. But then
2: you know,
1: you you see it. Yeah, it's a whole other dynamic to that offense. Yeah, he does. You see it. I mean, he just see the explosiveness. You see the arm strength. I mean, he looked pretty darn good. You know, first couple series that I saw, it's just. I think it comes down
0: to. How well they play, you know. I mean, you don't replace Tannehill if you're four and zero or three and one. No, right. And so, if they start two and two, yeah, maybe you do see Willis come in at you know week five or something. But uh, I think it's a momentum thing. Any smart coach wouldn't pull a starter if he's having a, a good season,
2: did Well, I'm trying to remember. Was it Tanne- Was it um Kaepernick with? The- Smith did they pull Smith for Kaepernick I can't remember there was some quarterback they did that for yeah
0: yeah I I think Smith um got hurt he might have got injured it might they were kind of playing double anyway like Kaepernick was coming in for a lot of run plays and scoring some of those touchdowns uh you know inside the red zone and then it I think it did evolve into him just being the starter Again, that's pretty rare in the overall. So I, it just depends. So, but Willis does look really good. I think he has a good future there because Hill's almost done. So Derek Henry is, uh, you know, that, again, I, I think that's a safe pick. I also think, you know, Eckler and McCaffrey could both be worrisome in the top five, where I think Nick Chubb, especially with the cream hunt stuff, going on Nick Chubb is just going to be pushed more and more into more carries
2: Jacoby Brissett
0: yeah (laughs) and I think uh Saquon Barkley I think and Aaron Jones I think both of those are really dangerous picks as far as letting them slip that far because I think both of those guys could score a lot of points this year so I might jump quickly on one of those two uh, especially Aaron Jones if it's maybe a little higher than maybe a Swift or a Chubb or a Harris See, I think Jones is I'm like
2: the heard. opposite on that. Um, it was always like what was it? Matthew Barry would always say, just give, start feeding Jones the ball. And because they never were now, you know, it's like, now we know Jones is great, but AJ Dillon is going to steal some of his carries.
0: Yeah. I'm taking Jones though, for this catching though. I mean, that's the thing he's going to, yeah. he's going to catch a lot of balls for a lot of yards. So, yeah, he may he may not get as many carries as, say, a, a Chubb or someone else, but uh, I think he's going to catch a lot of passes, especially touchdowns too. So I, that's where – that's my justification for an Aaron Jones over a higher-volume running back. So uh, any anybody else, Wes, down there in the running backs that uh, if somebody had a late running back pick – so let's go down a little bit far. Let's say you've already got your number one running back. Who's a good running back that somebody could grab later – um, you think maybe tier three, tier four running back?
1: Um, um, probably Antonio Gibson for the Washington commanders. Possibly. Um, they got him ranked 55th, um, overall. Um, yeah, you you know, just they? want
0: 24 on the running back rating.
1: Yeah. Um Penny from Seattle. Something like that. Um,
0: yeah, I mean both, I mean Antonio Gibson, I think, is a solid um, late pick because he gets touchdowns typically, or he gets the ball in the red zone anyway. So yeah. That could be a good secondary pick. Penny, I think, is that's kind of a yeah, that could be good. How about you, Derek? You got any um, sleepers down there for the? Yeah, I'm kind of shocked.
2: Of running back? Well, I'm really shocked that Miles Sanders is ranked 27th. Right.
0: Because
2: I'm trying to think who else they have. Right. It's going to be him and Hertz. They're going to probably run the ball a lot. Um, oh,
0: Miles Sanders had a good year last year.
2: Yeah, and it's weird. Yeah, he's. He's below like Josh Jacobs, which is kind of crazy because who knows how much carries he's going to get. But the one that's really my sleeper that you could probably get really late is um, Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Because, you know, he's been injured the last few years.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one.
2: But he's, I think, went to the Dolphins. Mike McDaniel, you know, his coach in 49ers. Um, he still can run super fast. And so that's going to be really interesting for Tua. I mean, because he's going to need. I mean, look at the other Dolphins running backs. You have Gaskin and Edmonds. They did nothing last year. So I think he might come in and. Uh, take that position. So the speed element and they got her ranked 45th. So, I mean, that's a late, late pick you can get.
0: Yeah. That's almost, yeah. You're, you're talking flex players and you, you'll probably get a second running back before him. You wouldn't want to yeah. take him too early. Uh, you know, cause I mean, even though late, like Elijah Mitchell in San Francisco, he's going to get the ball a ton. Uh, uh, Reese Hall is People are big on him in, in the Jets because they're going to run the ball a lot, and he's having a really good rookie mm-hmm. uh, campaign so far. So what about guys? Two guys I think, what about
2: your guy, Steve? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, Dave Montgomery's tough because that's late. It's late for him, but also he does have you know he, he can get injured, but he always he doesn't get, always get um, the catches, the uh, red zone touchdowns. So he's not typically a, a really high scorer. But he can be. We don't know with this new offense. So I think there could be a potential steal in Dave Montgomery depending on how they uh, play, you know, what play calls they make for him. I think that's what hurt him most is, like, points-wise anyway. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, second and two on the two. For, let's give it – let's do a, a, some other play instead of giving Montgomery a chance and then run something on third down, you know.
2: You don't have to worry about nagging anymore, Steve.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean, Montgomery, I think is a good pick there, you know, then you get into some of these guys, like what about these, you know, later backups, you know, how's like, like a Tony Pollard or a Melvin Gordon, you know, you talk about the split time, Tony Pollard might see split time again if, if Zeke's not producing. So that might be something I looked at those two as people that I might look at as a flex position, you know, for a later running back as well.
2: And then well,
0: Singletary for Buffalo. Yeah, he's way down there, 33. Yeah. Yeah. So what's our running back strategy here? So you guys are drafting. Are you going running back, running back? Or uh, how, how does where you're drafting as far as spot change when you take that? So let's say we talked about first pick. What if you got fifth, sixth, or seventh? How does that change?
2: Well, I always loved being the last pick of the first round as then it would be running back, running back. But um, yeah, fifth or sixth, I guess it, it always depends on how the board goes because you never want to reach. So I always, for me, it's always take the best player available and you take for, let's say you're the fifth pick and you take Nick Chubb. Then you come back around, so you'd be, what, the 15th pick?
0: Yeah, could you go running back again at that time?
2: Well, if you're looking at 15, you're looking at Connor or Ezekiel Elliott. I kind of feel like you got to, because once you get past those, then you're getting into question marks, right?
0: Right. So running back, running back might be a strategy from the fifth, or fifth sixth, or seventh mid-position.
2: Yeah, and then like the first pick overall might not get a good. I mean, depending on how the board goes, they can be like what the twentieth running back. Yeah, just Mitchell. It
0: depends on yeah. if people are taking running backs, right? Yeah, how your board's going. If everyone's doing what we're telling them to do. <laughs> so, uh, do you agree with that, too, Wes? Or, or would do you look at what other factors might you look at when you're drafting that mid spot? St- are you still going running back first, I guess, is the first question.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I always, I mean, I used to maybe go running back receiver, but um, it's, it's just because of the touchdown um, aspect and yardage, um, I think it would be better just, just go two running backs, even though I really want Jamar Chase, who's sitting at 11. Um, right. But I got – I mean, it would basically – that around the 15th, 16th would be like Barkley or Kamara. And, of course, I, I mean, I know Barkley's had his issues, but I just think that he did, it's kind of hard to pass him up because he's going to get so many touches. It doesn't matter whether it's running or, or catching the ball. I mean, and Kamara, Kamara too, it's just, you know, he's it's, it's that, that dual threat of receiving and running back, running and, and touchdowns. It's hard to pass those two up right there, even though Stephon Diggs is right there. You know, I mean, of course I want Stefan Diggs because Josh Allen's is getting ball and he might have 13, 14 touchdowns, you know easily
0: you're pretty much so when you guys when we go running back in that mid spot you're also pretty much giving up top receiver right because of, uh, yeah. yeah Jefferson, cup you know cup, the, chase the, the yeah. chase those guys are probably going to go in the top 15 yeah right yeah i guess the hope is maybe you go running back and maybe one of those you can get in the 15th as well as a good running back right then you have a choice maybe a, a receiver still left but Is there, maybe you have that sixth or seventh pick, you know, is that worth taking a chance on a Jefferson or a cup at that spot?
1: I mean, Justin Jefferson might have a huge year. Um, It it just, it just, uh, it just depends. I guess it just depends how the board goes. I mean, I, I just, I've done it before and I've never won. I mean, I always got one of the top running backs and top receivers. And I never won. So, and I, I you could, you see it throughout the year, you see it and you're like, I'm just losing because honestly I should have picked the two running backs first. Yeah. So, so and it, yeah, it's just. So
0: two, two running backs. So, so as we, we move from the the running back strategy there uh the overall strategy is two running backs and you know obviously depending on how your board looks you might switch off your second running back for a receiver uh, but i think it's a good strategy to start with eyeing a couple running backs first as well uh, there are some other strategies out there but uh, i think that is this is a pretty strong one especially when we're talking running back so uh, as we transition over to the receivers I guess this is where that strategy comes into question. If I go receiver early, you know, can I come back then to running back or can maybe I go receiver, receiver, get really crazy and grab a couple of the best receivers? So there, there's a couple of strategies there too. Um, but thinking about the top receivers they got listed here, you've got Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams. So is that a solid top five as far as you guys are concerned?
2: Yeah, Debo Samuel's right behind him. That's I put him in there too because of the who knows how many running plays he's going to do.
0: Well, none based on his contract.
2: <laughs> Did it really say in his contract he can't be a running back?
0: There, there, he if he goes over one carry, he gets a million dollar bonus. Wow. Well, oh, and, he's gonna probably and, and, go wrong, carry yeah, it's something like crazy like that. But th- th- I think there is a limitation on his runs too in his contract, they specifically put something in there. Uh, but I definitely well, see him, still then there the will ball. be a lot
2: of screens to him,
0: <laughs> yeah, those wide receiver screens, which he runs really well. Um, so who would you replace with Debo Samuel if, if you put him in the top five?
1: It'd probably
2: be Adams, not because I think Adams is the best receiver. It's just I feel like there's Waller and there's Renfro and there's more. Carr doesn't he likes to throw to like eight receivers a game type of thing. Yeah. So
0: yeah, it's tough. Carr is comfortable, but I mean with it's, Waller and and um, he's real comfortable. Renfro. With Renfro and and Waller, so he might on those third downs check down to them to be safe.
2: Or you knew Rogers was going to Adams whenever he needed something because he was his only dependable receiver.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, that's so Debo Samuel could jump up in there. I think uh, think he could replace Jamar Chase. Uh, I think Jamar Chase is going to get a lot of uh, double coverage over the top. You know, they're going to be very mindful of Jamar Chase this year. I think he'll still have a good year. Don't me wrong. I'm just saying if I was going to throw Debo Samuel up there, I think Jamar Chase did uh, move down a little bit too. Um, any top fives in there, Wes, that you, you don't like? agree with? Somebody else you think? But how's that top five look?
1: I mean, that's it's pretty accurate just because of, I mean, just – last year's, you know, as far as, like, how many touchdowns and catches they all had, um, I, I mean, you could put Lamb in there, C.D. Lamb, because just because, that he's going to get, I mean, he's going to be their go-to guy, you know, just because, you know, you lost a few, you know, you lost um, a couple yeah. of your number ones and, and you know, to injury. Also, um, McLaurin, of course, but I would put him top five. But he's, I mean, I would definitely look at him as far as like you know, lack of options for the commanders. But the only problem is, you know, that the person yeah. throwing him the football, yeah, is always could be a question mark after what we saw last year. I mean, so, um, so- I mean, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, I mean, you know, the about Kyle Pitts is, I think he's the yeah, he's going to have a huge year, but, but I mean, don't they just they line him up like a receiver almost? You know, it's just – I guess he's more like a waller, but it's just uh...
0: – Yeah, I think the top five is pretty solid as far as who's going to score points. Uh, I think as you round out past that, there are still a lot of good receivers. Uh, you know, like Derek was saying, there's tons of receivers available. Uh, so t- let's talk about this running back, running back strategy. So if I go running back, running back in my first two picks, uh, wh- how far down the receiver list am I? And where should I be looking for my first receiver? Or wh- as you guys look at these options, who am I probably going to get as my first receiver or who I hope to get?
2: There's so many options.
0: Well, I mean, you got to figure by the time you're in the third round, you know, pick seven, some of the receivers are going to be gone, right? right? So now I'm getting my first receiver. As you're looking down this list, like who's a good number one after I've gone running back, running back?
2: Well, I even just like all the tier four are like, I wouldn't mind. I mean, McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Waddle, Um. Deontay Johnson from the Steelers. I mean, we're talking almost number ones here. Well, that late. So, um,
0: what's the best receiver you know there as far as our highest receiver? You think goes after you've gone running back, running back. Where do you think somebody's going to be at in the 10, So let's 15, so let's say
2: you're what the fifth pick overall. And then you get 15, so it'd be 25, right? Would right. be. And I'm still thinking you're getting like a Mike Evans or an AJ Brown or a Tyreek Hill at 25.
1: So
0: who's the who's the you got one one of those? Like who are you going for? Who who should somebody go for?
2: Um, I think it would be Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. They put all that money, you know, they traded for him. They're going to get him the ball.
0: So after I've got my running backs, I should be looking for Tyree Hill. Is he going to be available? I don't know. And if not, if
2: he's not, then I would go Keenan Allen. Everyone sleeps on Keenan Allen, but he's very dependable.
0: Yeah, Keenan Allen, and he's rated high. He he does a lot. Mike Williams is right up there with him, which is the tough part. Two receivers in the top 15.
2: Yeah, but I feel like Williams will steal touchdowns, but Allen will steal receptions. So for PPR, I'd go Allen.
0: So Wes, if you're on your, your two running back draft here, you got a mid pick, you know, who are you looking at as a one receiver? Like who should I have who, who do you have your eye on or who should they have their
1: their eye on? Um Well, Mike Evans, I see him at 23 in tier four. So either that or Hill, tire kill. Um, so Mike Evans, like, would Mike, yeah, Evans Mike Evans. be your, your pick? Yeah, if he was available. I think he at 23, yeah. he'd probably be available. I, DJ I like, Moore. I like, I like D.J. Player. Moore. I like D.J. Moore. I think he's going to be a lot of catch this year. I think uh, as long as whatever quarterback is out there, they push out there, I think, you know, Baker and get him the ball. I don't think that's bad. Of course, Keenan Allen's a no-brainer, but he's been doing it so long. It's just like as long as he stays healthy. I mean, yeah. Pittman Jr. is interesting, but I just I don't know, I'm not quite sure about, you
0: know. Uh, what do you guys think about AJ Brown? Is AJ Brown gonna have good production this year?
2: He's gonna have to because what else do they have? And what Devont- doesn't Devonta Smith is going to get a lot. Oh of- yeah. They got Devonta Smith, yeah. Smith. So yeah, I don't know because then hurts has a thing with Smith,
0: right? They've already played together.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. That's going to be a tough one because I feel like they're going to be more see the Eagles started winning more games when they started running the ball more. So I don't think they're going to open it up at all with Hertz, but AJ Brown put up big numbers with the Titans who never really opened
0: it up. Right. Yeah. He, he had a good, I like the DJ Moore. I DJ Moore's always been a good pick for me. Um, I've gotten good points out of him, but I've always picked him later because a lot of people sleep on him. Mm. So I would I don't know that I'd pick wanna be that high up on DJ Moore as my first receiver. Um I actually might like DK Metcalf as my first receiver. Uh because <laughs> I think he's gonna get a lot of looks. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I would, I might jump down to, to Metcalf depending on obviously who is available. I like Mike Evans if you can get him. Uh, I just it's just a question whether he's going to be available right there after you've gone running back, running back. So, uh,
2: I got a question for you, Steve. Yeah, going by the overall, let's say, and you're just throwing it out the window, you did running back, running back, and you had a choice between DK Metcalf and Herbert. Who are you taking?
0: you still got to take DK Metcalf just because you know, your strategy is based on getting a quarterback late, right? You want to stick to your strategy. I think it's a little early to jump. I think maybe next round I would consider uh, maybe Josh Allen, but yeah, it's still a little too early to jump at that point. In my opinion, if you're, if you're really committed to this, let's get our running backs, let's get our receivers, let's get our, our uh, quarterback later so yeah but I think DK is going to get good points you just I mean you have a guys like Keenan Allen is definitely safe we just don't know how much Mike Williams is going to play like he, he's so sporadic he can have huge games and he cannot not show up and so that makes Keenan Allen a little more scary plus he's you know getting older you know as he goes so he, he's not the youngest guy on the board anymore that's a tough one. Uh, I think DK Metcalf, I'd still take that as my next pick after my two running backs. Now, see, what,
2: what about your, um, what about Mooney?
0: See, I'll be hoping for Mooney in this next one, which would be who, who's <laughs> our next tier down. And, you know, right away, I think if you get Mooney as your second receiver, That's after you went running back, running back, uh, that would be someone I would target because I don't think a lot of people will target him. Um, because no one knows should, who he is and and they shouldn't you know he had his first thousand yard season he's only his third year in the league but him and fields are really have a good connection and fields is going to throw to him a lot especially when he's in trouble so i think mooney is a good person down there in the second round uh, as a second receiver i also think uh adam Thielen would be a good pick as a second receiver because he's gonna he's gonna be getting the ball a lot, a lot of coverage is gonna to go to Jefferson. So you're gonna naturally have to throw him the ball. So as you guys go down to the next pick, the next tier of receivers, what where are you guys at? Who's who's a good pick down here and what should people be looking for?
1: I like um I like Bateman from Baltimore. I think uh uh Lamar Jackson, I think he's gonna be looking for Bateman a lot this year. I think you know he's he's ranked 68th here in tier six. Uh, of course, Michael Thomas is right there. Um, that's not a bad one. I think he's going to have a pretty good year. I think stays healthy. Um, so those would be my my yeah. main yeah. ones. Um,
0: and Bateman's probably definitely going to be available. I would think. Yeah. Uh, so
2: cause he hasn't really shown anything yet. Right.
0: Right. Except that he's the one receiver, right? You yeah, know, that, but, uh, yeah gone And yeah, I mean, you, you can't throw to Andrews every time.
2: No, who's their backup tight end?
0: You could try. <laughs> <laughs> you could try. Yeah. So yeah, so that, I, I mean, I do think that I think Michael Thomas. He plays all year, uh, healthy. He's he's way low. He's rated a lot lower than he should be, right? Yeah. But again, he's one of those question marks. <laughs> so Derek, who do you like down here in the? The second half or my my second receiver
2: i'm going with someone who's you know a little older now who i guess he's still only 29 who's never had a, a quarterback but he's always produced now he's the second option on the super bowl champions i'm going with Allen robinson
0: okay he, yeah, and he's not terribly far down there but
2: uh, he's there. You he got him at 54. So right. you know, tier six. Um, I just feel like he's always been a number one, but he's never had a quarterback ever. Right. And now he's, doesn't have to worry about being a number one and he's going to get you touchdowns and he's going to catch ball. So.
0: Yeah. My worry would be, he might not be there for my second receiver just because um, the, people are going receiver a lot. These rounds. So that's what I'd be afraid of.
2: Well, then, okay, so then my next one is going to go with a youngster. Amon Ross, St. Brown. Okay. From the the
1: Lions. Yeah. So it's uh, good. The Lions,
0: like, geez, what are they going to do on offense? They they don't have any, like, superstars.
2: Well, they got, what, Swift, and they got Brown. That's it. They got
1: and you know, a tight end, but
0: they just have a lot of, like, average players yeah. all, all around. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he has a chance to do well there, being one of the only real good receivers, I think. Yeah. Uh,
2: last year, you know, his rookie year, he had 90 catches for 912 yards. So, um, and he started to come out later in the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely will probably be somebody who's going to be available for your second wide receiver, right?
2: Although, you know – Hard Knocks. He's becoming a fan favorite. So that might be where people start. The people that don't know too much about football might be like, oh, I've seen this guy. Talking about all the receivers drafted ahead of him that suck.
0: Yeah. What, what do you guys think about a, a Devonte Smith or a Tyler Lockett here in my, my second pick um, if some of these other guys aren't available?
1: Yeah, Smith doesn't, Smith wouldn't be bad. Um, Lockett's you know, I, I kind of like Lazard uh, because just because Adams isn't there. You just don't know. Like, Lazard wouldn't be a terrible pick there. But, yeah, Lockett, I mean, Lockett's just, Lockett's just tough to cover. He just gets open, you know, and you never know. He's going to throw point. him the ball. Yeah, I, I mean, know <laughs> yeah. I just watched some Geno Smith highlights and, you know, I mean, when Pete Carroll's like, holding his eyes like this, like, what are you doing, Geno Smith, you know? It's like, it it yeah, I mean, yet talent is just, you know, not It might be it. Jacob Eason, dude, after tonight's game. Oh, you, you see Jacob Eason in the end zone? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, like, you might as well have open tryouts for quarterback for the Seahawks right now because that looks like a four-win team right there. The way they play with tonight. And uh, then, you know
2: here's the one who destroyed the corner destroyed the wide receiver market got overpaid completely so we better produce christian kirk
0: right (laughs) yeah and you don't know what he's gonna do yet he hasn't just had a lot of time to really show anything so we'll see uh it, I, I think that comes down to how Trevor Lawrence delivers it. You know, is he going to look to Kirk as a number one, or or is he just going to see him as just another guy in the system? Yeah, yeah. I, I do like. I think you know that's interesting. That Alan Lazard falls right in there. Like that could be a good pick. Uh, Hunter Renfro, if you really, you know, as you go into that, you drop dropping into that little farther tier just depends on how your board's looking but as you move down you guys have any receivers that i might pick up as maybe a flex or backups or or who i could steal late like what's a good late steal at receiver uh so if you look real far down what do you guys see there well you mean
1: after after four like you know like down later
0: it, it could be anytime yeah real late in the draft you're looking at late flexes backup cornerbacks or backup receivers like what do you who can I get late? That might be a steal in your mind.
2: Well, it kind of depends on how people think. But for me, the steal is DeAndre Hopkins. He's gonna miss six games. Right. But as long as if you could pick him up in the sixth, seventh round, because people are like, Well, he's missing games, even though they have him at like what ninety fifth overall.
0: But he people don't draw, usually yeah.
2: yeah. If you can pick him up then, then you hold him, you know, oh, well, you have a roster spot with him, but, you know, okay, so you just go with someone else in the flex, like someone, right? another flyer. Then uh, week seven, you've got a top three wide receiver.
0: Yeah, if you could get him late enough, right? because you, you wouldn't want to go too early because then no. you re- you risk like what if one of your receivers gets hurt you need to have right. that next guy to come in so I, I mean that's a great strategy but how many people are gonna be like yeah i'm just gonna wait on DeAndre hopkins and it's gonna be like the first person with an itchy trigger finger right it's gonna end up with them uh i think so for me i think later a guy like Devonte parker is going to get a lot of a lot of balls thrown to him and get some touchdowns. You know, he's doing really well into the system. You know, it's already looking good. I think you get Devonte Parker pretty late as a, a guy who could step in for you in an injury situation or play a really good flex.
1: And, I uh, yeah, what do you got, Wes? I was like, I was watching that Seattle Pittsburgh game, and I like george pickens uh he he got he had a back corner touchdown toe tapper he's like six three i mean he's got really good feet and he's a big target he's pretty fast too i mean he's getting rave reviews and and, you know during camp and stuff people are like he's a freak of nature so i mean i mean i know it's mitchell trubisky getting the football but i mean i mean he's just he's easy to. i mean he's i think he's gonna have he's gonna have a Pretty good year if he stays healthy, you know. I yeah, like, yeah. I know play. I like that. Like late.
0: that. He's late, right? So he's yeah going to be available depending on how early you try to jump on him. Now and so the trouble there is sometimes we jump on these picks early, and then they don't do well. No, and we could we could have had you know
1: you could have had yeah like a, a Rondell new.
0: Moore, a DJ Chark, or a Devonte Parker who is you know getting the ball regularly, scoring points. Uh, but I think Pickens is, is as good as anybody else there. I think he definitely uh, – what about a guy like Robbie Anderson?
1: Robbie Anderson. J- Dotson.
0: <laughs> From, you know, you, you look at – he's got D, uh, DJ Moore on the other side, but Robbie Anderson gets a lot of deep balls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Any, anybody else down there you guys like that uh, somebody might be able to get –
2: well, the name I've been hearing is like the one that's going to come out of left field is uh Romeo Dobes. Yeah. From the Packers. Right. He's rising up the depth chart. They probably say he's gonna be like wide receiver two on that team. So yeah,
0: I mean you can get him anytime.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is you can get him late.
0: Yeah. So do I this is the point we were talking about earlier. you got two running backs you got you're looking at your fourth pick. you're either getting your second wide receiver, or do you grab a quarterback here or do you wait for the fifth pick? Or do you wait for the sixth pick because we still have a tight end to get too?
2: I wait till like seventh pick,
0: <laughs> so there's going super late, so it doesn't even matter if Josh Allen's still <laughs> up there right now. you're just passing.
2: I just don't feel like. The difference between Josh Allen and Derek Carr is that big of a point. Um, There was a statistic out there about, uh, I can't remember what the percentage was, but it was mostly um, how many of the top five quarterbacks, how many teams won their championship with that quarterback. And it was a minuscule amount. Right, right. Unless you get like, Back when Peyton Manning had that amazing year, where he just went off and you know, like was setting records, I think you got to go with more consistency.
0: Just doesn't affect it enough, right? is what You are saying is
2: yeah. Well, I feel like, uh, well, if we're gonna segue to tight ends,
0: yeah, there is like five,
2: and after that, it's like a huge drop off.
0: So, do you may have do you have to go tight end maybe here instead of receiver for that fourth pick? Or do you look at tight ends even earlier than that? Like, how do you guys look at your tight end?
2: Well, if you can get after you take a receiver third and your fourth pick overall, and you can have Kelsey Andrews or Pitts, you take them. I think because
0: well, I mean, that's Kelsey,
2: like a huge advantage.
0: Kelsey's typically go first round or late second or early second at the worst. He's got a. Uh, he always gets drafted early. I rarely see him stick around.
2: Well, I mean, still if you can get Anders or Pitts with the because people are taking all running backs and wide receivers, you've got to take it.
0: Right. Again, it's still, you know, what what your board looks like is gonna matter, but it's you right. know, if you're looking at like this overall and you're in that fourth round pick, you know, seat five. All, most of those tight ends are gone
2: right if, if you go past waller like if you if it's dalton schultz is the next available tight end then you're taking best available receiver or running back i think
0: so at this fourth spot because kyle pitts could definitely be there based on just the overall rankings right if you were just basing yeah. off that kyle pitts would be someone you'd take instead of a second receiver there right wes how do you feel about a tight end at that spot
1: yeah, I, I agree with Derek. If, if Kelsey Andrews or Pitts is available, you take them. Um, if they weren't available, yeah, it's Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen is there. I think about taking a Herbert, someone like that. Um, but yeah, I I I agree. I mean, it's again, I really want to take Josh Allen or even Mahomes because you just never know. I mean, um. But it, it, the safer pick would be one of those three guys that are available. And I, I think Pitts would be available, most mostly. So.
0: Yeah, I think – I mean, it's going to be – it depends on the league too, right? Yeah. Of course, there are people who like tight ends. I've seen heavy tight ends leagues where tight ends go real quick, you know, a lot faster than you would assume. Because um, what happens is a couple tight ends go and then it becomes like a, a snowball effect. Everybody's like, oh man, I gotta grab a tight end. and then after you get to those first good few ones, and then it's like then nobody ever drafts a tight end for another six rounds, right? So assuming that this overall is pretty correct, uh, you got Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, Kit, Kittle, and Waller. I don't see a lot of you know anything wrong with that top five. I don't see anybody else that I would necessarily bump up in there. Hawkinson could have a good year. Uh, I think. Schultz down in Dallas with the, the loss of Cooper and and just how he's re-signed and, and he's looking pretty good. Schultz could be a good
1: pick as well. I think everybody's sleeping on Waller to a certain extent because of Adams. But yeah. I mean, I mean you just you just never know. I mean,
0: here's you know, they a might be,
1: they'll be they'll be rolling over on Adams probably the whole year, and that's just, yeah. you, you gotta pick your poison. Okay, we're gonna roll over Adams we're going to roll, you know, we're going to basically press a Waller and then Hunter River goes open or, you know, it's, it's, they're going to cause teams. And I, and I said this before, I think I said the last time, um, Josh McDaniels is going to schematically set up the offense to, to uh, Derek Carr's all his strengths and limit his weaknesses as much as possible. I think it's going to be a big year. So Waller, yeah, you know, is Waller someone
0: you'd take over, maybe a Kittle or a Pitts? So let's say you, you get to this pick and you got Pitts, Kittle, and Waller available, who are you taking?
1: I, I, I would I would probably still take Kittle just because of lack of options to a certain extent. You know, I mean, um, but, yeah, it just it's kind of – Well, and Pitts is
2: the number one receiver in the Falcons, and Mariota is gonna or Ritter is gonna throw to him a bunch. Um, Drake London's there now, but he's a rookie, and you know how sometimes rookies deal with being, you know. So Pitts, Pitts is a freak of nature, and he's the number one option. Um, Kittle is very dependable. Everyone forgets about him because he's been injured lately um but he's their most dependable receiver Debo Samuel is awesome with what he does but if I'm taking out like Kittle's their receiver like if they need a third down it's going to be Kittle
0: right right yeah and I think that's I think Kittle he's definitely produces and he has some big games from time to time so he can bring you you know 30 40 points in a game right. you know pretty easily
2: and that's the thing with Waller even last year with Gruden yeah, he he will get I think I feel it's gonna be the same way. Some games he's gonna get 10, 12, 15 targets, and other games he's gonna get five. Yeah. Because they have so many other weapons and they can use them in different ways. They can use them as this decoy. You can have him double team and then someone else is open. Yeah. Where like the Falcons, what other options do they have?
0: So I mean oh. let's let's assume we're in this. We went running back, running back, receiver, receiver. Now we got to take a tight end, right? And you're looking at, you're, you're usually going to be out of those top guys. Mm-hmm. So we're down in that, you know, at least Kittle or worse. So let's assume Kittle's even gone. Who should somebody be looking at there in the tight end position? What might be a good steal in the, in the tight end in case you have to go a little deeper? But who should we be looking at there? And we're going to assume we're past Kittle.
2: Well, let's just say assume we're past Waller too.
0: Right. Wall, Yeah, Waller, Kittle
2: um it all depends now you're going to go against me now and be like what what quarterbacks are available
0: oh so now you're coming back to quarterback? yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it depends here now well for me
0: you said quarterback honestly, seventh round <laughs>
2: well here's the thing honestly i'm taking probably another receiver or running back in the fifth round
0: oh, okay so you're gonna wait on the tight end again so yeah that's okay so then assuming you're waiting on tight end who are you looking for what's a good player that they should be looking for be like well i gotta this is who i need to keep my eye on and make sure they're there since i'm waiting on my tight end
2: i got a few that are because i feel like once you get past waller i mean schultz Godert, hawkinson knox and they're you know but they're gonna disappear too So there's no consistency left. So then I'm looking at um, way down. I'm going Tanyan from the Packers. Yeah. um, Austin Hooper from Tennessee. And um, Ushima from the Jets.
0: Yeah, I like Tanya. I think that's a a good late round that I think uh, Rogers is going to use a little bit of safety blanket. That's a good pick there. Uh, What about Njoku? Um, How do you guys feel about that pick? I think he's pretty consistent there. And if you're really late, I mean, I've had him before. Yeah. But I'm trying, I mean, honestly, for my strategy, I'm trying to get a Dalton Schultz or better really a Waller or better if I can right. I really like having a top five tight end so I, I might be more apt to take my tight end in that fourth round scenario uh, possibly third round depending on how people are picking it, it just depends on what's happening I've had different leagues but yeah fourth round is probably when I'm going to eye one of those top five tight ends
2: yeah I agree that's if you can get one of those top five that's always ideal because yeah, they are such, it's such a difference in uh, points.
0: Right. Uh, and to be honest, with you, as you look at going with your strategy, maybe going back to running backs and receivers and waiting for those real late picks. I mean, there's still some people like Mo Ali Cox always puts up numbers, you know, and that's a late tight end that you can get a good, you know, some good numbers out of. Uh, I think Irv Smith out there um he definitely can score some points he's not always going to be taken real early so there are some good people out there and then i think tanyan's going to have a better year than he's had in the past and people are talking about evan ingram as a steal mm-hmm. uh, out in jacksonville
2: well and then cole Komet. right he's fields as safety blanket right
0: yeah, and, uh, and he's coming around, so that could be a good pick as well, I think, especially considering not a lot of people are going to take him. So I like that, the tight end. So the tight end strategy, if I can get a top five, try to do it there in that fourth round. If not, maybe wait. Yeah. Try to steal someone later. It's always yeah. dangerous for the tight end, because what you don't want to do is be swapping out tight ends all year. Right. That's always a pain. So that's the strategy. And now we come back to, to quarterbacks. And so we talked about the quarterbacks, but now you're this late in the draft, you know, and that's when you're trying to get your, as you got, as you said, Derek Carr, uh, you even throw James Winston out there.
1: <laughs> so quarterbacks yeah, so- don't
0: matter.
2: Yeah, because they don't even have well that's when I'm looking at this list where they have car at 108.
0: Right. So, yeah. And so that again, that's a one of those late, late round picks for you. Right. So that's the strategy. So for everybody listening, uh, I think we're we're all pretty close on our strategies there. I think it's not an uncommon strategy. Uh, I think if you want to get dangerous, depending on what pick you get. So, if, and I'll just throw this one out there for people. If you get a late round pick uh, in the first round, you could, you, if you could go back to back, like Jefferson cup or Jefferson chase, sometimes it's good to steal <laughs> two good wide receivers in that back to back as well. Uh, it works for running back too. So a lot of, a lot of times you get that late pick you, you get, you have to pick the two running backs in a row, but you're also not getting a top running back, you know, where you can get the two best receivers on a late first round pick.
2: How did that work out, Wes?
1: Which one? Oh,
2: Antonio Brown, uh, Julio Jones.
1: Yeah. You know, that one year that Antonio Brown basically tore it up and I got to the playoffs, but then, of course, lost. But, yeah, that was not – those were back in the days where I was like, oh, "I'm gonna try it," and it just didn't work out this way. Plan. You made the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you, all you need is a chance, right? Just like the well, that's the thing.
1: You make the playoffs, but you never win. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just that's. But, uh, I mean, you're like the uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I've seen the strategy work. I've used it myself, not a lot, but I've seen a lot of people go real receiver heavy and and do well with it you know uh, the thing about the receiver is it's like catches yards touchdowns It's a passing league these days uh you know it's a lot of high a lot of high scoring games so
2: hmm.
0: receiver can be a, a good tactic too uh, so that's our that's our breakdown there of the fantasy football this year hopefully for those of you listening you took some notes got some uh good tips there it's going to be uh, interesting to see, you know, how some of these players hold up, you know, do they get injured? You know, how are these ratings going to play out by the end of the year? Cause you just never know with fantasy football and that's the tough part. You know, it's a lot of guessing, a lot of hoping that your players don't get hurt. You spend more time saying, why don't you throw the ball and get the touchdown or don't get hurt than you do actually watching the game. <laughs>
2: Yep, and you could be like me, who in my Dan- dynasty league traded two first-round picks and Jalen Waddle for Derrick Henry, and then he got hurt the next week.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and, and again, that's the, that's the thing with fantasy football, man. You always – that one injury or those couple injuries just could derail your season. Yeah. I guess that's fun at the same time. But that's what makes it interesting. So. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe um of course you can hear us on audio on spotify and anchor and apple podcasts uh, Watch the youtube video uh derek final thoughts fantasy season football season what do you got
2: well high society is going to be doing a um I'm trying to do a fantasy football league so if any of you want listeners or viewers want to get involved just leave in the comments and you're like hey i want to join this league to see if i can take you guys down
0: <laughs> can you beat the experts <laughs> last final thoughts
1: i'm not an expert on it I mean, <laughs> honest, I'm just not i i mean i'm i I've, I've i've never won and so but i love betting on games i mean i was good like 10 years ago betting on games. now i'm just not as good so but yeah let's do it we yeah, need like, seven people <laughs> yep
0: Fantasy football's never experts, You know, I mean, it's I've seen people who know nothing about football win every year, you know, in some leagues. It's crazy. Uh, that's what makes fantasy football fun. So for people who don't play, if you're interested in playing, you can use this uh, video as your reference and uh, get on a team, have some fun playing some fantasy football. Uh, it's going to be a great season. Can't wait. Uh, new season of HSC podcasts rolling into football season. So we're going to have a lot of football stuff coming
1: up. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next time.